0: Hey y'all! This is Nick Baggio, and this is the latest episode of Barely on Topic entitled Spoons. This week, we discuss the 2 1 loss against the LA Kings. We also discuss Ryan Spooner's rise to the third line center. How did he get there? What will he do from here? Was it overdue? Was it the right time? Find out. Listen to this podcast, you'll enjoy it. We also discuss unrestricted free agency and age limits on college players it's a little side note that we get into but it's educational and we're here to teach somehow jordan coran makes an appearance in this podcast he's a horse and he likes to ride we end the podcast with the bare necessities and me singing in the dark take care
1: y'all
2: we're back we're gonna talk about the game of the week. Yeah. What game is it, actually? It
1: was Saturday's game against the LA Kings. A 10:30 Eastern Time Zone start. <laughs> so I don't know how I made it through the whole game.
3: You fell asleep during it at some point.
1: All <laughs> oh, right, I didn't. You woke up. <laughs> I didn't make it through the whole
2: game. I missed sections.
3: But then, like you slept during a Tyler Randall's goal. So
2: <laughs> Randall. Randall. Randall.
3: I, I look at his name and I see Randall, so it's just I keep calling him that. But yeah.
2: Well, down in Providence, they they would say Tyler or Randall like that.
3: <laughs> okay.
2: <laughs> but it is Randall. Okay.
1: It's
3: That's his what fifth of the year for six.
1: Randall. Six.
4: Six.
3: six on, on like eighteen shots. <laughs> yep.
4: In the um, yeah, sixth on eighteen shots in drumroll twenty seven games. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. His um, his hands are so soft. Like, like like, reminds me of Sean Thornton in that regard, except the rest of his game's just, you know, not there, so it doesn't do him a lot of good.
2: Uh-huh. <laughs> Every time we went to see him play, well, not him, but when we see the, the Pete Bruins play last year, he scored or was in on the, the assist, so... Oh, nice. He might just be a really good AHL player. You've seen that. <laughs>
0: That first period I thought he would never ever play again because it was that bad. So by him scoring it was a little bit of redemption for him mm-hmm. because uh, his board play was atrocious. Oh yeah, he his he's the
4: one this group led to the Pearson goal I think, right? <laughs> uh... Yes,
0: absolutely. I'm surprised Claude let him back out there really him. I mean, I <laughs> guess I guess I am happy cuz it, it unfortunately was the lone goal of the game, but yeah, what a shot. It was a beaut. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and Quick brought his A game last night too.
3: Oh my goodness! Yeah, he didn't even have any reason to like fling off his mask somehow. <laughs> he just he you really know what? played well.
4: Randall played more last night than either of his linemates.
3: Hmm. Wow. Interesting.
4: He played seven point three minutes, where Achari was at six point nine and Ferraro at six point
3: five.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Weird. <laughs> Nothing <laughs> makes sense.
3: <laughs> yeah.
4: I don't know what's real anymore.
1: Such a winter classic type field where where we thought Talbot was on the ice for all sixty minutes. Oh (laughs) jeez!
3: Yeah, last night's game was just one of those games where you could tell the effort was there, but just those two goals, like by Martinez and um, by uh, Pearson, that just like just did them in, and they could not capitalize on any of the other chances. Which is really unfortunate because it was only two goals. They could have easily surmounted that had things gone in, you know? I mean, what?
4: Tyler Randall scored that goal with only one minute of ice time in the second.
3: (laughs) (laughs) One minute, one shot. Wow. (laughs) We got to get him on there more often and just have him throw the puck at the net, you know?
0: (laughs) He might be the luckiest player in the NHL. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Talking
0: about fuck luck.
3: Yeah, he and Vetrano, my goodness, that would be a great line. <laughs> they had so many bounces, a couple of breakaways I saw and just quick stoned them or they just couldn't, you know, they just were like their own worst enemy, I thought. And it was just kind of, it was sad and it was a little bit frustrating but at least they didn't get run over. And I guess if you want to take away anything like that from there, I guess it's a small consolation, but I really wish they could have gotten at least a point.
1: Yeah, they hung in there, which was big.
3: <laughs> and they only held them to two goals this time. So that's great.
0: Mm. God. That's
3: awesome. Oh boy.
0: It, it was, it was probably a, a tough week for all Bruins fans. Cause mm. the, in, uh, the previous week, We are rolling pretty good. Last night's loss was especially tough because you won at least one win from this Mm -hmm. West Coast trip. But it Mm -hmm. didn't happen. But I still remain optimistic on this team. I think they're good. The Mm
4: -hmm. California teams are so good, right? That's the thing. The game got got killed by the Ducks, but they didn't play that badly, all things considered. They played reasonably well last night in the end. it's the way shit goes. Hockey's weird.
3: (laughs) No puck luck last night at all.
4: I mean, like, we have no illusions that this this, this is not a phenomenal team. But so they're going to have shit like this. They're going to have some good runs. They're going to have some bad runs. It's what it is. Mm-hmm. It's a bummer to see these bad games when you have to stay up till 2 in the morning to watch them. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I did not stay up to watch any of them. I didn't even try because I didn't think it was worth it. <laughs>
5: I'm, I'm still surprised they're in a playoff spot. So, I mean, that's what, the way I think. Yeah, these runs are awful. They stink. But they're still in a playoff spot, and I didn't expect it to be in the year. So at this point, any making the playoffs and anything they do in any series for me is is a win on the season, just because I didn't expect it.
4: And after a pretty nasty run there with in terms of schedule, we have a it's it's gentler coming up. Mm. Uh, there's a back to back this week, but then we come off that and play the, the Leafs and the Devils after the after the back to back. Is that
3: so. on the um? Is that the other road trip that they're going on, or is that a little bit later?
4: Um, yeah, we got the one home game against the Cats and then...
3: Another long road trip.
4: And, yeah, four games. Toronto, New Jersey, St. Louis, Chicago, because that's a, you know, logical uh, progression.
3: Yeah. Of course.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Didn't Chicago go on a five-game losing streak?
3: Yep. Yeah, they're yeah. kind fun- of like they're ha- they're <laughs> having a
4: rough time right now.
0: Hmm. Yeah.
3: So- well, Corey Crawford is out.
0: Oh That's one of
3: the things, yeah.
0: I know their skit ended with a win against Winnipeg. Win against Winnipeg. Come on. Okay. Um, anyway, <sighs> I thought it was good. I thought it was clever.
3: That's okay. No. I mean, they're
4: not. They're not likely to fall that far. They're you're still at five points up, as in third in third position in the in the, in the central, at ninety points to Nashville's behind them at eighty-five. So mm.
2: my still point that is cushion. this.
0: i'm sorry
2: i was just checking the standings trying to figure out how the two apps i was looking at just didn't add up correctly
0: point is this if chicago can lose five in a row and the bruins can lose three and things will be okay drop the mic (laughs)
3: exactly it's 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 hockey there's not (laughs) much of a pile up though in their division i mean i know like the uh the wild and the abs keep like like leapfrogging each other it seems like every other game they play but i thought that there was more of a cushion between the teams in the um, central division than there is in the atlantic where it seems like everyone's changing places if they win a game or so you know yeah i mean
4: in the central it's weird it's a five point spread between (laughs) dallas and first and chicago in third and then another five points to nashville in the first wild card so mm-hmm. and it's Nash- not a
3: big cushion
4: and then nashville has a huge cushion between that and the second wild card so mm-hmm. seven point cushion there i think for nashville so <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh that sound reminds me that the leafs are totally out of the playoffs <laughs>
4: they should be proud oh. they made it this far before
0: getting eliminated really, i at know all.
3: Too bad. Well, whatever. Next year.
0: Hey, I was talking to a Leafs fan this morning as I actually bought some licorice. Yeah. <laughs> uh- <laughs> <laughs> It's not random when you know the entire backstory, but I won't get into that. As a Leafs fan, they all hope this is the worst team in the NHL. They are all gunning for that number one pick. And they've all decided they're getting Stamkos. So <laughs> Leafs fans are happy right now. They are actually happy. And know what, Bruins fans? We should be too. Because we're better than the Leafs. And, uh <laughs> oh. And and more importantly, we're better than the Habs. We're better than the Habs.
3: Yes, That's the most important thing. Oh, my goodness. That should be like a a regional holiday when the Habs are mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. (laughs) I don't feel like... I I mean, I'm happy to say those things. Like, I want to say those things. But then I remember last year when we were eliminated on the last game, like, last day, basically. And so I kind of want to, like, pull those things back until we are actually in the playoffs. But I can't help it. I can't help it at all. It's going to be a good day when they can't make it into the playoffs at all.
2: Okay, well, that <laughs> was a whole lot of not talking about the Kings' Bruins yep. <laughs> game last night. Any final Barely thoughts a- to? Any final thoughts to actually wrap that up? I think they played a very strong game. It's just unfortunate
3: that the bounces did not go their way last night, and they ran into Jonathan Quick, who was had like a really great game.
0: Yeah. And you, you just can't take the entire first period off against a really good hockey team. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're going to, you're going
3: to lose a, Kings on the second day of a
4: back to back was just, uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. Stupid schedulers. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it could have been a lot worse though. And I'm glad it wasn't, but I just wish we could true. have gotten it at least a point.
4: It's true. They could have played Tuka against the ducks. I mean, would have been that would, with, if it was Gus last night, that probably would have been a bloodbath.
3: Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> I want to be loyal to all the Bruins and the goalies and everything, but Goose just kind of scares me when he's in net. I I just hate those rebounds he gives up. So many of them. Ugh, not
4: good. It makes me feel makes me feel bad for all that time I spent complaining about um uh, about about um about Chad Johnson's poster post <laughs> movement.
3: Oh, <laughs> I, wish I had that. <laughs> hey, at least
0: Chad Johnson did correct that though over the course of the season. I have, no about, I have no
4: complaints. I have no complaints about Chad Johnson, but up until about Christmas that season, season he was stressful. Yeah.
2: <laughs> All right. Well, moving right along, I think that we should probably just get right into the main topic now, because yeah. we've pretty much covered everything else. So we're going to talk about Ryan Spooner. Spoon. <laughs> okay. So basically. Spooner's taken a while to get to where he is now. Uh, It's taken several years. Anybody want to comment on that?
4: Um, you know, his development time, people were just impatient. You know, he's only fourth-year pro, and he was a second-round pick. You don't expect those guys to actually make the league before the end of their ELCs, and he did. So... He caught a lot of crap last year that he didn't deserve before he finally broke through. He's really made a fantastic splash since he has. You know, I mean, he came up mid-season last year, played really well with, with, with Pasta and Luch. it has been a nice, nice feature on the third line center. Um, I hate to say it, as much as I love Carl Soderberg. He's been better there than, Car- than, than Carl was, I think. And he's the main reason our power play isn't the usual disaster this year.
2: Mm. Yeah, so he came up last year. I remember that he had been sent down to Providence at one point and told to work on some stuff. Do you think that his time back down in Providence had helped him to come back up and be a little more focused, or was it just really just the dynamic play of Posternak and Looch kind of being the older guy on that line (laughs) that helped him (laughs) out? Yeah, I mean, I think going
5: down helped a lot um, for him, really. I think, as Jeff said, he just needed time. I mean, I think that when he came up he in that first year where he had i don't think he had a goal but i think he had like 11 assists i did not think he played like awfully he didn't he wasn't like great by any means but i didn't think he played bad and last year i really thought he was going to spend like the entire year up with the bruins um he was told to work on some things down in providence and i think that he took that to heart i think a lot of players when something like that happens especially someone who's like a second round pick they kind of Think that they're entitled to have that position on the team, and when they're sent back down, they feel like, Oh, well, there's nothing else I can do, it's the team, it's the coach, it's this, it's that. But it seems like he took it in stride and didn't blame like really everyone else and kind of went down, worked on what he needed to work on, and got his shit together. And this year, we're reaping the benefit of that,
2: yeah. Do we know how much communication goes on between Claude and, uh, who is it, Bruce Cassidy? Is that his name down in Providence? Yeah. I want to call him Butch Cassidy, but I don't think that's his name.
4: <laughs> the two of them have been, have been coaches respectively for close to the same amount of time, I think. I don't know when Cassidy started in Providence. In generally, especially in this case where you have, you know, the co-management for both teams, they try to run the same systems. So I would think that there is Fair bit of communication or at least they're being expected to do the same things
2: right right because uh i, I was just wondering what kind of factor that played in S- spooner getting called up at the time that he did last year because it was really the time for him to come up uh at long last nick looks like you have something to say
0: yeah well at the training camps both coaches are there uh and both coaches are are usually there um, when they send the player down at the end of training camp. So I would imagine, even through the course of the season, maybe it's not a daily conversation or even a weekly, but between uh, the GM and I guess just being coaches, there would be a very, very good line of communication between the two.
4: If nothing else, the player development coach so, um, you know, last year that would have been um, uh, uh, Jay Pandolfo, but it is now Jamie Langenbrunner. L- Langenbrunner. That person's going back and forth all the time because They work for the organization. Most of their time would we'll be working with the prospects, but they also have to work with our, we'll work with the roster players as well. So we do have one person in a coaching capacity going back and forth between the two, between the two places as well.
0: Jamie yes. Langenbrunner works for the Bruins
4: now. <laughs> yeah, when 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 Pandolfo got promoted to director of player development, um, <laughs> Langenbrunner got hired as the as the player development coach.
0: I feel like a bad. Bruins Podcaster, I had no clue. <laughs> I remember him destroying the Bruins in the two thousand three playoffs, and he gained the nickname Langan Bruiner because huh. uh, just kept on spanking us in that two thousand three playoff series.
2: I I know very little. I I know nothing about him, so you can go ahead. Uh well he, he
0: That was uh, nuts. Yeah, he uh, played for the Devils at the time. Of course, the Bruins were bad. They went into the playoffs with Steve Shields and Jeff Hackett as their goalkeepers. (laughs) Yeah, that was the year which they were first at the All-Star break and then just hit the self-destruct button after that and squeaked into the playoffs, I think, as a seventh seed and lost to uh, to the Devils in the first round, who, of course, won the Stanley Cup later that year. Yeah, Jamie Langen Bruiner. I remember he gained that nickname that year.
4: Yeah, I guess um, uh, Don Sweeney must have just just remembered that very clearly. And been traumatized. stuff. <laughs> it's like he knows what he's up to. Okay, you're coming here.
2: <laughs> well, if you admire somebody and their skills against your for, uh, your team, then take them on. They're not actually, your enemy anymore.
4: Actually, Jay Pandolfo also would have been on that
5: uh, uh, on that particular oh, yeah. Devil's team. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> If you can't beat them, make them join you. (laughs) (laughs) Well said. Um,
2: So, I I mean, I thought it would be a really interesting subject to talk about Spooner this week because we talked about Claude last week and how he has given people a little bit more room to work. So how do we think... Spooner is doing in comparison to how he came up last year.
4: Honestly, and this might be a little bit of the controversial view, is I don't see a ton of difference in his game even from his first extended call-up two years ago. It's, It's more of a confidence thing. That time was his first extended call-up. He played reasonably well, as Tim was saying, um, but wasn't it wasn't amazing. It wasn't it wasn't an impact player, but it was only a injury call only ever going to be an injury call-up, right? His eleven assists, no goals. And I think it isn't necessarily that he've changed much of his game or worked on much. What it was he came into camp last year. Too cocky, probably. There was a lot of talk through the summer that he was gonna display Greg Campbell, push him to the, push him to the wing in and take the fourth line center, which realistically speaking, Spooner's not the kind of guy that would ever play fourth line center on a on a team being run by Claude Julien, and that was the root of the problem. Um, you know, we talk, we hear about this on the, 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 the this uh, seems to be a recurring thing, a, a camp attitude for smaller, um, skilled, Providence centers. Um, uh, Koklashev, cough, cough, Kokochev. So I think going back down and sound and starting to be talked about being a dead end. That's what really hit him. Not so much the going down and working on anything. I think it's just the stark realizations like, oh, crap. I've got to prove my, my worth now. Otherwise, it's game over. And remember how close he came to being traded for Chris fucking Stewart.
2: Mm. Yeah, that was stupid. Anthony. Uh,
1: yeah, that was a dark time with Chris Stewart. Um, <laughs> the, be- the beginning of the year, though, Spooner was very similar to how he played last year. And it was very frightening that third line was a possession nightmare where there was talks of bringing Kelly up for the fourth third line center using Spooner as a power play specialist. And that was it. Um, but I think this goes along with Claude's coaching ability. And uh, you know, he's now become more of, you know, like Mark Savard junior in his playmaking ability, his defensive ability. And Spooner has Definitely, definitely taking the correct next step forward.
2: Would would you say that basically getting that third line kind of straightened out by putting uh you know remember we had Bolesky up on the first line for a while and or the one A or one B line, um, and then uh, having Hayes in on the other side, the solidification of the line has helped uh, Spooner out a lot.
1: Big time. He needs consistent line mates. I think, because he can then learn where people are without him looking for them, if that makes any sense.
2: I think it makes good sense. You need chemistry for these things, right? Yes, yep. Nick?
0: That's probably why he's so good on the power play, because uh, that first unit power play has been the same all year long. His wingers are still changing, which is maybe why... Uh, I do, even though I do think he's improved defensively, that third line is still a bit weak defensively, and that's probably because those wingers are constantly changing. So, yes, I agree to what's been stated.
2: Are the wingers constantly changing? I mean, it's it pretty... Um, of
4: late, the yeah. one wing's been sort of shuffling a bit because of the exercise and futility that has been Jimmy Hayes' play recently. Mm. Well, um, okay. Well, yeah,
2: I'm talking <laughs> about generally. You know, we been able, to, you know, I don't know, for the past couple of months, please say, to say that we've got Bolesky, Spooner, and and Hayes there. Uh, You've got the Bromance and Spooner in there. So, you know, yeah, Hayes is spotty at best. Um, but, you know, for the most part, it, it works. Ish. On some level.
4: Um, Point out, though, is uh, Spooner's possession still, at five on five, is still not very good. Um, let's, let's, it's, it's it's gotten better than it was at the beginning of the season it was really, really, really bad it's still under they're still. he's still underwater at, uh, at evens what makes him so valuable and you can do this because he's the third line center right? is that, is that power play performance because he is so good on the half wall frankly, is a linemate thing because again, when he was filling in for Krejci he looked better at 5 on 5 than he has mm. before or since
2: so it's basically... The combined defensive skill of everyone.
4: That also may have been a factor of playing with Louis Erickson during that stretch. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't really know huge amounts of uh, stuff about Bolesky or Hayes from their times being elsewhere, but they don't strike me as big like defensive powerhouses.
5: I don't think so. I mean, when I think <laughs> Hayes, I don't think of a big defensive powerhouse that's <laughs> it's getting crazy possession numbers and
4: yeah. yeah, Hayes, Beleski a little bit better in that mm-hmm. regard. Um, I'm looking at uh, stuff on War and Ice right now, and um uh, a little bit, is slightly above water in terms of his his course relative to the team, whereas both Hayes and Spooner are uh, a little under, are underwater too. Um, and Bileski's gotten harder deployment as well, probably from that time he spent on various other lines, whereas Hayes hasn't spent really any time further up the food chain than uh, than third. So. <laughs>
0: I, I I have a bold suggestion. I don't know if it would work because I'm not a hockey coach. But what would happen if you paired Pasternak with Spooner
2: again? I think beautiful things could happen.
4: The concern but- is first line right wing. Then,
2: mm. Mm. yeah, you
4: really well, want to put Hayes or Connolly up there with Cra- on the Craigie line? I don't. Neither of them has done anything to warrant that.
2: No, uh, we're just talking about what ifs right now, right? Well, yeah, I know,
4: but, but the, what, there's a lot of elements to a what if here, right? Though it's 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 you may improve, you do good things with Krejci, with Spooner and Poster knock, but it may do bad things to the to the Krejci line, and ultimately, it's more important to keep that line good than to make another one better.
0: Well, if correct me if I'm wrong, and I haven't, I didn't follow the lines that much this past week, but when they got in, Lee uh, stepped. What's it, how do you say his last name is? Stepniak. 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 They some. I, I, I thought they moved uh, Erickson down to the third line. I may have just been oh, okay. It's Connolly's
4: the one that got relocated. Connolly had been playing with with, with Berkey and Marshy and with um, Stepniak joining the team. Connolly ended up on the fourth
0: or the or or the press box variably. So my my recommendation would be to move move Erickson to the uh the other wing because he can play both. Yeah, he's playing left right now on the on the first line. Then pick which left winger you want there. I would, I would go. Well, if
4: you're pick doing any that,
3: we- if you're doing that, I want? call it
4: Vertano and put him on Craigie's left wing.
0: <laughs> okay, I mean that works
3: <laughs> fine by me.
0: <laughs> I, I I just uh, when we get right down to it, maybe this is a probably a, this is a huge can of worms. I just don't like Pasternak playing on that second line. I think he should be doing a bit more, and if he's not, then bring him down. I'm not a, f- a fan of the legend like look.
2: all you guys are.
0: He's good, but... Man. He's still also 19.
2: He's like, yeah, yeah he's 19. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought he was 20 by now, but... No,
4: no, no, no. Because no. <laughs> he, he, he was still 18 at the end of last season, so...
2: Yeah, he's hmm. like the
3: youngest player in the NHL.
2: Oh, okay. Well, well, yeah, I mean, he's he has the offensive skill, but he hasn't had he hasn't been able to really put it all together this season he's been injured just look at 23
4: and 42 in for 23 points in 42 games it's so that that's pretty good and again he was, yeah, he was injured then he came back and was injured again so and we see it at the flashes he's still developing that's the thing um ideally i don't think he'd even be in the nhl at the moment but once they committed last year that was the way it was going to be
0: mm. um I just want to see my boy Spooner uh, also get some more talent on his uh, on his wing. Because I think he deserves it. Of course, I guess Krejci does too. I just think there's a perfect middle ground to uh, moving Pasta down.
3: It would be kind of an interesting experiment to see him and Spooner play with Bolesky, who was brought in to maybe replace Lucic. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that, that'd be interesting.
2: Okay, looks like Anthony has something.
1: Um, in terms of both Spooner and Krejci getting quality wingers by their sides, because Spooner has a skill set of a 1C. He just doesn't have it quite there physically and de- uh, develop- developmentally. But not having, not having the solid wingers on his side, I know Bolesky is a pretty good one to have, but not having a guy like Pasternak who's speedy enough to keep up with him, I think is hurting him. But if you put Pasternak with Spooner... That line becomes another possession black hole. His pasta loses too many puck battles.
4: What about the two of them with with, with Louis on the other side? Then
1: can Louis keep up?
4: Could Luch? Would Brown? <laughs> <laughs> would no,
2: bla- would <laughs> um, it, it made Luch I- work harder. I thought that was great. <laughs> and I. Yeah, that's pretty much what happened, and I think that Louis would be able to more than hold his own with the youngsters.
4: Um, that's the one, because the, the, the possession concern is I don't think beleski's quite strong enough in that regard to pull them up enough. That said, it would not be a big, really that much of a meaningful difference, I guess, because Hayes has been no better than Pasta would be in that regard. Actually, looking at the stats, Pasta would probably be, is a better possession player than Hayes.
1: And then you're playing Hayes top line minutes. And you, do you do you want that? No.
2: No, he hasn't earned that. Please.
4: I mean, we complain about Brett Connolly. Hayes has been um, worse than, than Connolly in most reg- in, mo- in an awful lot of respects. I don't necessarily have big complaints about Hayes' game. In fact, I, I commented last night. Problem with Hayes is not necessarily that he's that ineffective. He's always working hard. He's not, but his style of play is all wrong for his body type. He's a wookie that doesn't hit, <laughs> but he's not fast <laughs> enough to justify that.
2: He doesn't want to be hit either. It's, don't like uh,
4: complaining about a player being soft, but um Hayes is a case where you see it and it's actually definitely making having a negative effect on the play on his play because he's just not fast enough to not be a physical player. I don't yeah, know.
2: Yeah, use your size. Use your fucking size. You're 6-6 six, six, whatever, just use it. God damn it. All right, so how do we think he's going to end up this season? Like, how many points do you think he'll have? You know, how many of those are going to be power play points? What do we think he's going to do?
1: Okay. Yes. I think he could easily hit the 50-point mark. There's nine games left in the regular season for the Bruins. Him scoring four points in nine games is completely reasonable, especially if this power play gets going. I don't know a likely projection for his goals. Let me grab that real quick. He has 12 goals on the season, so you know I don't think he's going to cross into the 20-goal mark. Um, that would be one hell of a hot streak, <laughs> but 50 so. points is incredibly reasonable.
4: I just did the quick calculation. He projects to 52, 52 points over the over a full season. Now that said, unless our power play starts scoring power play goals again, but I don't know if that's going to happen because that's where most, vast majority of his points in general have been.
0: Yeah, 17 points on the power play. That few of them actually. Yeah. Oh,
4: oh, yeah. Six goals yeah. and twenty two at a Six and twenty two for twenty eight points at that evens. So that's okay.
0: Yeah. no half his goals have come um, on the power play. I
2: think that that says something. Yes. I don't know what, but it says something. Well, it means that um, half of his goals were scored on the power play.
0: That's a very good. Uh, I think that's a very <laughs> good point. Thank and you. half
2: of his goals were not scored on the power mm-hmm. play. Yes. Most likely at even strength. Hmm. Yeah, because he has any shorthanded. I don't think he
4: has any shorthanded time.
2: Uh... Which he got shorthanded time last year. Did he?
0: He did. Krejci was out, so it kind of makes sense. Ah, He did get shorthanded time last year.
2: I think I got shorthanded time last year, and I'm not technically part (laughs) of the Bruins.
4: his time on ice per game at at shorthanded is um point one eight
2: minutes this season. Yeah. So he had no shorthanded goals. Okay. So let me break that down for you. He has 12 goals, six of which were scored on the power play, six of which were scored at even strength, and none of them were scored shorthanded. Got it? Correct. All right. This out. We killed. We killed that stat. Uh. <laughs> Anybody else have any thoughts on Spooner, what he's going to do? I could
3: think that he would probably, he could probably get 15 goals. I I don't see why he wouldn't be able to get three goals in nine games, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's just basically what I just wanted to say. (laughs) Don't really have much else to say about that, but I think that he could probably, he could probably be a 15 goal scorer this year. I don't see why that wouldn't be a problem.
5: I'm gonna say he gets his number, fifty-one points.
0: There you go. <laughs>
2: there you go. I like predictions. Okay, yeah, his goals
4: <laughs> project to thirteen and a, and a and a third, so um or in two thirds, so he, he he's um projected to get less than two more goals, but that doesn't mean it's not possible. Um Well, you know,
3: it's rounds up to fourteen and fourteen is one below fifteen, so you never <laughs> know. I, it's hard
4: to see him not hitting the fifty point mark though. He only needs four more.
2: Yeah. I'm going to make a bold prediction. I don't think he's going to score any more goals this year. Mm. I think he might rack up some more assists, but I don't think he's going to score any more goals.
0: Here's here's my bold prediction. He will get a hat trick against Ottawa in the last game of the season. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> and win the seventh player award. Yes. Well, Is
0: he's
4: got to be seventh player thing? anyway.
2: Yeah, I, We're not talking about that right now. I was just... Adding well, no, I on to this. his
3: family would be
2: there. He's going to ride onto the ice on a horse. <laughs> made but of glitter. isn't Corrone
0: with the Blues?
2: Oh, oh, oh.
0: <laughs> They'll Bring you him know? back just for that game. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, actually, we do play the Blues, though. Maybe he'll actually ride Corrone into the arena against the Blues. Corrone's
4: probably in um Chicago. Yeah. yeah. yeah Chicago no, do right not ruin this for
0: us, Jeff.
2: <laughs> yeah, you know what? We're not, not grounded in the one reality ruining you. Just shut, shut up. Shut up. It's Armstrong's
4: just... going to ruin it by not calling him up. Not me. No, no, no,
2: no. <laughs> no. If you're not playing this fantasy scenario, you need to just be quiet for a couple minutes. Okay? <laughs> Only fantasy things can be said. This is this was... my this is my idea of fantasy hockey. We're going to talk about stuff that totally isn't going to happen. Well, you know what? Um, Spooner turns into LARPing, so we could totally run. Oh like that. my god! <laughs> that would be can so we, great.
0: Can we put some straw in Caron's mouth? That'd be cute.
2: You know, I was just going to say that this year was surprisingly coronless for me like every season I focused on how much I couldn't stand him and then oh. he hasn't been here for over a year over a year and we're still talking about him
0: I, I think it was last year or-, or the year before but it's the the game which the the Bruins players literally give the jerseys off their back and they select fans but you don't know who you're gonna get till you get down on the ice <laughs> the- Ouch. ou <laughs> <laughs> Yep. See, some of you already know where I'm going with this. And Aww. when this this one girl, she found out she was getting Corona's jersey, she started to cry. She was so upset. No, 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 no.
3: <laughs> no, 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 I'm not no. making this not up. No, 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 no. I saw the whole thing. It was just yeah. kind of like an end. But then she like you know totally recovered. Everyone was thinking like, did he just froze her on that yeah. one frame where she looked like you know somebody shoved a lemon into her mouth or something and just like you know pissed on her shoes, but. She was she was okay with it. It's just everyone wanted to like say that thing about Karen. That was just like you know he sucks. Everybody knows he sucks. They don't even want his shirt off his
2: back. So
0: I I I think that his jersey would be a bit uh, be a bit large for me. So that's why I wouldn't want it. <laughs> well,
2: I would just eBay it. So yeah, exactly. No, um, six four.
0: Gay... Yeah, he's, that'd be a bit big on me.
4: Even game war, even a game worn jersey for Jordan Caron probably wouldn't flip for very much.
2: Jeff, fantasy scenario. Stop it. No, I'm just kidding. I don't... That one has nothing... (laughs) Jordan Krohn is probably at best an AHL player. He was good Mm -hmm. in Providence with Pasternak and Coco Mm -hmm. in the Mm -hmm. beginning of last season. They looked really great.
4: One more thing about Spooner is, you know, he's got a really good bargain contract right now. No, he's, he's got $900,000 or something like that. Um, 800000 a year. year Nine hundred and fifty dollars is, is his cap hit. For this year and next. So he runs out the same time as this Marchand and Pasternak. That could get interesting. Because, you know, if he breaks the 50-point mark and if he does better next year, that's going to skyrocket. So it puts some interesting long-term plans in, in a, a concern there and almost wants you to wonder if it's worth extending him early in the hopes that um he overperforms i don't know but at the same time then you may be stuck maybe he maybe he regresses big time and then you're stuck with him
2: i say you keep him with valeski and hayes and you keep him at a level where he's pre- performing adequately to justify <laughs> paying him less. i know i'm just kidding i don't know i wouldn't i wouldn't wrap him up too early i think keep him hungry
4: I mean, the big thing there too is you got to make sure you have a chance to develop him because if he is that good and we keep him, mm-hmm. we're going to have to face a, a, a choice on the matter of Krejci at the same time probably because there will be some cap issues going into the 17-18 season because mm. that's three the three players that are probably are going to be a ton more expensive than they are right now. Sure As for thing.
2: Spooner, I have no idea what to do without him. i like guys to stay a little hungry, but maybe he's not one of those guys who... You know, maybe he has the work ethic of Bergeron, and it doesn't matter when you sign him or re <clears> him, he's just going to be great. I don't know. But a lot of players aren't like that. Mm. So well,
4: Bergeron won, he was signed at exactly the right time, because it was that season that he got robbed of the Selkie, so it was before he got his second one.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and then he's going to win all of them from now on. Right. They're going to rename the trophy
3: and everything. <laughs> I think Spooner's young enough that he could probably, you know, we could give him like another like two year contract or something and be like, okay, this is it for now. And you use that time to prove that you are a more long term um, asset for us. So, well,
4: if he puts up another 50, 50, 50 point season, you're looking at minimum four and a half million to sign him, probably.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And if I'm
5: him, I don't take a two year contract. I bang on myself <laughs> and, let, and, and go to free agency.
3: Well, wait a second. Um, are we? T- we're not talking about this year, but next year. Yes. How old will he be then next year? I'm 25? trying to remember.
5: Yeah, I, I, I just hit free agency. If I'm him, especially coming off another season like this, just mm. well, he'd be cause... he'd be R- he'll, he'll he'll still he'll still be RFA. Um, oh, is he? Okay, yeah. yeah. So yeah, two
4: years would carry him to UFA, which would be probably the best case for him, unless the Bruins yeah. gave him term and money and bought UFA years, which would not be my preference for them.
2: Hmm. Yeah, see, I don't understand the RFA-UFA thing and, and how it seems that you can go, like, until the player's, like, 35 years old before they're finally UFA.
4: Well, it's if they're signed that long before they go UFA the first time, that's all. It used to be 30 before they were even eligible for UFA, Now, but before the the season killer.
1: Now it's 27, right?
4: 27 or seven professional seasons, so someone like Posternak, hypothetically speaking, probably what happened could be UFA at 25.
2: Hmm, hmm. <clears throat> Wasn't Justin Schultz like a UFA at a really incredibly young age?
4: He oh, that's a different case because he didn't sign with his drafting team. And, oh, he kept uh, and, in le- and, le- and left and left college. He, he left college early actually, um, and then didn't sign. In, if you don't sign within X number of days after leaving after after leaving a uh, college team, you mm-hmm. become UFA regardless of how long you've been there.
2: So that, is that what happened with like Kevin Hayes or something too? Like yes, yeah, okay. All right,
4: and that's how Bruins got Blake Wheeler originally as well.
2: That was so great. (laughs) He's still on the team and everything.
1: (laughs) We could have lost Zane McIntyre that way too.
2: Yes, I do yeah, remember I that. Of, yeah. Well, remember,
4: someone doesn't need to have been just four years out of off uh, uh, from their draft year. Someone in the NCAA can can pull that shoot any time. It's yeah. just not very. It's not very common. That's why the Justin Schultz one was a big deal because he did do that. It was not full four years after his uh, draft year. Kevin Hayes was four years from his draft year.
2: Justin Schultz is the one that got me really confused about RFA UFA things because I was like, how could he have signed some mega deal with such and such, and well, then now he's on his third or fourth team, so.
4: It couldn't be a mega deal. Someone doing that is still restricted by the ELC rules.
2: All right. Well, he was making enough. All right. So we're going to go into bear necessities. Anthony, why don't you start us off?
1: Sure. So after the amazing pizza that I made, (laughs) um, the basil pesto pizza, um, I'm not really sure. We just went grocery shopping today. And I think for the Rangers game on Tuesday, I'm going to make chili cheese dogs.
2: It's Wednesday, not Tuesday. Oh, um, well, well Wednesday. Yeah, You can make it in Tuesday, but you should probably refrigerate it in between. <laughs> mm,
1: this is true. But I'll probably just make it Wednesday, because it'll be easier. Because <laughs> <laughs> on Tuesday, then I'd have to make two meals, and I don't want to do
2: that. Sounds like you have a plan. Yep. Who wants to go next?
0: I'll go. I'll go. This is Nick Baggio here. So, I'll be drinking Reed's Premium Ginger Brew all natural Jamaican style ginger ale. I really, really like ginger ale. Uh, for the record, I hate not your father's <laughs> ginger ale. That's nothing. That's like sugar and alcohol. I hate it. It's Ooh. like no flavor. But anyway, this non-alcoholic beverage really soothes the tummy and is quite tasty. Very gingery, so it is kind of make you cough if you're not expecting it. Very flavorful, and I'll be drinking uh, some of these available at Whole Foods and Trader Joe's. <laughs>
2: That is good stuff. Mm -hmm. So are you a spokesperson for Whole Foods and Trader Joe's now?
0: No, I'm uh, a spokesman for Reed's Premium Ginger Brew All Natural Jamaican Style Ginger Ale. They have no slogan, though. I would read it if they had one, but they don't. (laughs) A lot of words for ginger ale. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Made on honor, sold on merit.
3: Wrong
2: thing. (laughs) Merit Ginger.
4: (laughs) Pretty sure it's not against it, so...
2: (laughs) Made on merit, sold on honor. I don't know. (laughs) Excellent. Why don't we get Timmy out of the way here, because I can't see him.
5: Oh, okay. Um. Well, I'm probably going to be going with um, a few things. I do have some Gatorade G2, um, Glacier Freeze, so we're going to be going with some of that. Um, I like the G2 because it's not as sweet, um, so I prefer that to the normal Gatorade. Probably we'll also be going with some raspberry ginger ale it's not reeds unfortunately but right. it's um it's good old uh, canada dry raspberry ginger ale and that's probably what i'm gonna be going with
0: my grandma used to give me that stuff it's good
5: i approve
2: what was i gonna say about gatorade oh the glacial thing are you getting snow this week timmy yeah we're
5: we're supposed to um a little bit not a lot um as of right now it says 1 to 3 inches. Earlier in the week, it was supposed to be like... It was, I was seeing like as much as like 11 or 12. But looks like it's going to go out to sea a little bit from where we
2: are. Yeah, I think we're going to get some. But immediately when you said glacial... What was it? Glacial freeze?
5: Glacier I mean, freeze, yes. Yeah,
2: I was just thinking, oh god, more snow. <sighs> so you'd be drinking that for the snow. Anyway, yeah, alright, so... Who wants to duke it out for the next one is it uh it's uh jeff and kate who wants to fight oh it's kate all right well i don't want to fight but
3: (laughs) um i was just looking at the times and a lot of these games this week coming up the rangers and the panthers i'm probably going to be coming home to like the last 10 minutes so i'm not going to be seeing all of it but on saturday we are not doing a manatee game. We are doing a night game at Toronto, and that would probably be the ideal time for me. I usually would probably get, like, some Chinese food or pizza or Thai food with Thai iced tea because I always have to have that. I love Thai iced tea. Um, so it would probably be one of those three options for me for the Toronto game. So Okay, there we'll we go.
4: probably see more of the Rangers game next. It doesn't start till 8. Yeah, that's true, but it's I don't— It's rivalry night game.
2: Yeah, that's true. I don't yeah, know. She's, I'm just... Rivalry. <laughs> she's just come off the whole like hockey Christmas for her. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Like ease into it. No. <laughs> that is true. I'll just have to
3: see if I can actually watch that game, but we'll see. I mean a five o'clock start shouldn't be that bad, but it's still probably get home around maybe the end of the second period or something. So eh, we'll see. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I can't wait for Rivalry Night now that I remembered that it's Rivalry Night. Oh,
3: yeah, absolutely. That just makes all the difference in the world.
2: Hey, at
4: least it's a team that's almost kind of a rival.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is true.
3: It's and not it's- the Minnesota Wild. It's- <laughs> <laughs>
1: but it's not the New York Ryan Callahans anymore, so... No.
3: But still, I mean, they had a pretty feisty game the last time they met. I think they actually... Did have something kind of going on with that? There
4: were I mean, a lot
2: more long shots.
4: Tori Krug does make uh, Henrik Lundqvist cry, so
2: yeah. <laughs> Actually, the Bruins are usually pretty good against yeah. this, in the last yeah. few years. So and let's talk
3: about Brad Marchand and Alain Vigneault. B- so.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just you know, poor Henry. Yeah, he's gonna cry a little bit. It's fine, uh, Jeff.
4: So I will actually be on vacation this week. Um, hey. My brother's place in North Conway. I'll probably roll in uh, there just just before the uh, the game starts on uh, Wednesday. Um, so uh, odds on whatever my bear necessity, whatever happens to be in his fridge, because um, I'll be the o- I'll be the only one there. But I'll get a little more adventurous the Thursday for the for the Cats game. So uh, we'll, we'll, but we'll see if I we'll, we'll see. I don't have a plan. All I know is that American craft Bruce, as opposed to the. Limited selection in Canada, so yes.
1: <laughs> if you're passing through Meredith to get to North Conway, I have no idea the route you'd take. Uh, stop at Case and Keg for beer. Uh, sadly,
4: I won't be, but there is a specialty beer store literally right around the corner the uh, the Glen Beverage Company from from my brother's place. So Good. I'll be okay. <laughs> Good.
2: That was where you can get beer, New Hampshire. Lakes Region, New Hampshire. I actually <laughs> wanted to call it North Hampshire. <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't be incorrect you know? yeah. yeah well yeah but you know the thing is I have I, I have a problem remembering that it's New Hampshire so I just call it north something <laughs> 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 I'm from Rhode Island everything's north or yeah. south or whatever it doesn't really yeah. matter what it is alright so I, I like the beer report in New Hampshire in the north too I don't really have anything. Oh my god, Nick, you're really really dark. That <laughs> <laughs> is like
1: a metal
2: album cover.
3: I know. <laughs> that is like very like Soundgarden, you know? Like Metallica or something.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, actually that's a really excellent idea. I'm gonna keep that. Oh my god, that should be the total cover for this week's episode! Yes!
0: Now let's play Dancing in the Dark by Bruce Springsteen.
2: (laughs) I'm
5: just dancing with myself.
0: Um,
3: Okay.
2: Okay, so, um... (laughs)
3: let's wrap
2: it up on that note. This is barely on topic and we can be found on Facebook and on Twitter at barely on topic. We can be found on SoundCloud and iTunes and Stitcher barely on topic. Of course Uh, we can be found um, separately and together on Bobby I'm not going to spell it out again, guys. If you can't figure it out, can't figure it out. Um, Did I miss any of the very important social media things? Oh, Did we join something else? No, we didn't join anything else. Just a secret club. That's it. (laughs) You can find us doing all those things. It's all going to be cut out. Um, So talk to us. Tell us some stuff. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you want us to talk about. Um, Call us. No, don't call us. That's a bad idea. Yeah. All right, Timmy, take us out.
5: Word, word, (laughs) word.
3: (laughs) That was great. Oh my god! Just like.